I ask myself a lot of questions in my life, specifically when I'm going down a path that's fixated on a certain goal, uh, something tangible, or even just something vague. But I ask myself a lot of questions on these journeys, and a lot of times I go for a very, very long period without getting an answer. Sometimes I never do. Sometimes the path just veers off in another direction into a whole different location, and all of a sudden I got to figure out where I am and not get lost. You know, I, I ask myself a lot of questions because I want to make sure I'm safe in whatever path I'm going down and that there's not some threat awaiting me at the end of it. Or maybe even worse, some deterrence that causes me to turn around and feel like I didn't do anything, feel like I wasted my time. These things are scary. These questions often pose themselves, and I don't like having to continuously battle with the feelings that arise because of the uncertainty that comes with them. But I do. I battle it because I know I have to. I know that each time that a question is posed, it's valuable. It's something I have to look into and analyze because uncertainty is almost a tool. It's a tool to get me thinking. But more specifically, it's a tool to get me thinking about that which I can't see. Because eventually it will come to me and I don't know exactly what it will look like. So if I can get a head start at, you know, dissecting the possible reality that might come forward, maybe I can be safe in it. Maybe whatever's looking at me in the face on that path that I go down, it, it can be at least recognizable as something I've pondered, something I've looked into, or maybe it can't. Maybe life truly is fully unpredictable and random and up to chance and things can just take a turn for the worse or for the better out of nowhere, no warning, no sign that it's going to happen. Maybe, but I've never been really one to buy into that. I've always been one who thinks it's a good idea to prepare for whatever is there or isn't there so that whatever is there in each moment can be tackled with something of reference based on whatever I've looked into already. You know, the previous moments that I've already been through that allow me to take that sort of source material and apply it to something new. But it's hard to really accept that that is even worth anything. That all these things that I learn, they're worth anything because at the end of the day, if something is so new and unfamiliar and unexpected, yeah, I'll have some help. But the big thing that I have to deal with is whatever I can do fresh in that moment, without any sort of helping hand. You know, if something completely sidetracks me that I've never been through before, I have to rely on more than just what I've learned and what I've gained through wisdom. I have to rely on a soul that is strengthened and has willpower. It can actually rely on itself to stay secure in whatever things are going on. And I don't know if I have that. I'm still young. I'm 21 years old. I don't know if I'm fully fortified to deal with something big in my life that's either negative or positive. For example, let's say my podcast works out and I have to deal with responsibility like that. I don't know if I can handle that. I believe I can, but I don't know. Or if I have some great loss in my life down the road and all of a sudden I have to deal with that shit. I don't know if I can handle that either. I don't. I've fallen apart from many things and I've always gotten back up, but I still fell apart. I broke down. I became scattered, broken, shattered, you know, and I had to pick up the pieces and put them together with whatever I could use to make them stick. But eventually, that solution, whatever I use, it wears off and I fall apart again, it seems. That's a thing that a lot of us go through. And when I fall apart, usually only certain parts of me break off and I can easily pick them up and glue them back together. 
and I move on, but I'm, I'm worried for the times where I'm back to the beginning, it feels. Even if I'm not, you know, I go back to a point where either I'm at the drawing board or I'm just completely down, depressed, broken, sedentary, you know, like starting from where I was a year ago and hoping that I can do the same thing that I've already done and being okay with the idea that I have to do that. Being okay with the tedium and the brutality and all the hard work I have to put in again and again and again, like I've always done, but to the most extreme level. There's always like this little process that's universal in my life that I have to go through. It is the process of receiving and basking in the glory of that thing I've received, rising up to the top with it, and being asked if I want to hold on, throw away, or reluctantly give back the thing that I have. And I always try to hold on to it, but eventually something takes it away. Something kind of rips it out of my hands. And sometimes I'm okay with that because I know I'll get it back, but other times I'm worried about it. And so I start to make the descent. And at that point, I realized that everything that also came, you know, from that whole rise that I had with that thing, it seems to be fading from my view. I don't seem to appreciate those things or at least note that they're important to me. I, I don't seem to feel like those things are real and tangible like they were. For example, my self-esteem towards certain accomplishments, I might start to fade on that, you know? Those things might start to seem less real. And I keep descending, and then I hit the bottom, and then it's a big crash. It's a full crash. And now this couldn't present itself through a bunch of different things. But all I know is that that crash, it feels like I have nothing again. Now, objectively... I know that I have things. I've done the work to make sure that I don't become fully engulfed by the emotion that manifests, but I still feel bad. It feels low. And I have to make sure that I can always grasp, grasp onto something again. And unfortunately, I have to repeat that process until I can find a way to break the cycle. But while I'm in this cycle, or the grand cycle of having to go back into that smaller one, I have to stay hopeful that I can finally find a way to stay happy and stay true to that happiness and feel okay with it. And like I said, all this stuff can present itself in these universal ways, but it's also just a matter of specific context. You know, like for my struggle, I just talked about it in my last episode, bipolar, you know, the manic highs and the depressed lows and the psychosis as well that comes with it and that whole cycle there. It's just another form of that universal cycle. You know, often these manic states are triggered by something, whether it's hope or whether it's even, I don't know, this pessimism that I've uh, t turned into this more toxic outlook that I mask as positivity. I rise up from there, and then either I throw the thing away because I might think it's bad for me, it gets taken away, or I keep holding on to it until I can't anymore, and then I fall. Or I'll do that with a person that I'm friends with or a potential relationship that I've had in the past or something. Anything like that, I'll, I'll feel that same way. We climb and climb and climb because that climb, that ascent feels good. It feels like we're doing something because we are. But we never want to go back down because one, there's nothing, nothing exciting there. It's just the same base camp that I was used to, that I started at. And two, it's disguised as a lack of progress. Even though we made the ascent, even though we climbed up and we got to the peak, it still feels like we're undoing it all, and in that, we're not having any progress to look forward to anymore. In fact, it seems as if we've undid it. That's never a good feeling. And it's always worrying. 
especially when you come to expect it. And not only that, you come to expect it no matter what form it takes, no matter if it's short term or long term, that universal cycle still persists. And that's almost debilitating. Life is more than that cycle, though. Like, it really is. I I truly mean that. It's more than that cycle because whether life is a cyclical process or if it's just something that we go down a linear path, we're still doing things and we're learning things and we're feeling things and we're thinking things and all of that. We're meeting people. We're doing new hobbies and interests. We're actually developing. We're progressing. So we grow. And even though it's linear or cyclical, we are not. We do stay stagnant at times, but we also grow at times. And down the whole road, we're never the same person, even if it seems like we're stagnant. Whether it's a small thought or a big thought or some big revelation or just a small little inkling of intrusive thought, it does something and it changes us. And so that's why I stay hopeful in all this. I stay hopeful in this whole cycle because I know the person within it never stays the same. He learns and he grows because eventually he knows the cycle will break. It will. And even if it doesn't, he'll find a home within it that's comfortable. He'll feel nice and It'll feel like it's something to actually be cozy within and not cold and uncomfortable and unfamiliar and gross. I'm not going to let myself fall to that, that lie that I've told myself, that lie that says I'm going to forever fall and hit the ground harder than before. I'm always going to go lower. I can't lie to myself anymore because I know what that does to me. It turns a half full glass into a half empty glass. It turns mania to depression. It turns happiness to sadness. It turns hope to despair. All of that, that lie, it tells me something that's not true because I know that all of these negative feelings that I have, whether they're applied to a context that's specific or not, they eventually fade away, just like all the good things. So they're no more tangible than the good things, but soon the good things will be tangible. They will, and even some of them already are. The ones in the world that I can actually see and feel, and even some of the ones internal. I know they're real, just like how some of the negative ones are real. But the lie I tell myself doesn't involve those. It involves bigger, more universal concepts of myself and the world around me. Those are morphed into something different, and I can't let that happen. But like I've always said, I can't rush to prevent that fear from unfolding. I have to look it in the eyes, study it, look at at it in the eyes and say, you're not so scary to me. But you're still scary enough for me to pay respects and do what I need to to stay healthy. And when I look into those eyes, I know there's life there. I know it. It's not just a matter of smoke and not just a matter of bullshit. It's a matter of something that's truly there looking at me. That fear. Because fear, it's watching to make sure that it can protect me from when there's a true threat, when I'm actually in danger. It has to stay on guard and stay vigilant. But I have to do the same, and I have to work in tandem with it. So if I worry about the questions that I ask myself about my future, if I ponder the, the questions and hope for an answer, and fear is by my side that whole time, I work in tandem with it. I make sure that I don't become engulfed by the lies I tell myself through a dysregulated fear that's only meant to make me confused. I stay within the healthy fear, the one that keeps me cautious and vigilant, the one that makes me feel like I have a sense of self that's rational and not reckless. The one that tells me you're human and that there is a side of you 
that can acknowledge that and not tell a different lie. A lie that says that you're more than human. A lie that says that you are doing something impossible. That you can be above everyone else. That you can be above fear itself and conquer it no matter what. Even when it makes no sense to do so. And even when it makes no sense that you ever could. And even though I'm always still scared and I'm still worrying about my future and I become depressed because of that and then everything else that happens in my life starts to crash down and then rise up again, you know, the, the snow comes in and then the flowers bloom and then snow comes back in and then the flowers bloom once again and that cycle repeats, I'll relish in that because that's the cycle of life. When I see the snow come in in the winter, I'm hopeful, but when I see it in February covering the ground and the trees are dead and life has ceased... I start to get sick of it, but then I see that first flower bloom, and I know something bright is coming. It's vibrant, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, I know it's coming, and so I hold out, and I respect that process, and once the flowers fully bloom, and the leaves start to grow back, I see something, and I like what I'm looking at, even though I know it's going to go away again. Because it is a cycle. A cycle doesn't end like that. It doesn't just stop unless it's broken. And if I can't break it yet, I'm at least going to revel in what's good about it and take on whatever's bad about it. I'll appreciate the whole process. That cycle, it's part of life. It really is. I need to accept that. I truly do. No matter how hard it is, I don't want to just be complacent with something that, that's not good, but I need to be accepting of whatever I have. It's a struggle I need to keep going through, not because it's a struggle but because it eventually leads to something great. It eventually leads to a triumph. I've overcome the challenge, and I can feel good about that. And even though there's another path to go down that eerily resembles the one I just was on, I'll still go down it. No matter how rocky the road is, there's a lot of bumps, a lot of detours, a lot of bruises we get along the way. I'll just say one thing. Buckle up. You're going to need to.